You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So you've been a cop. How long How long do cops, uh, poli- if I keep saying cops, do you call them cops? Yeah, we do. Police officers. There's obviously other names that we get called, but that's the main, <laughs> the main ones we use. Steve Hutton is a police constable in Wiltshire, a county in southwest England. He works in the British version of Highway Patrol. They call it Roads Policing. One night in June 2016, he and his colleague heard on the radio that there was a high-speed chase underway and that the fleeing vehicle was coming their direction. Uh, it was uh, on a night shift. I think it was around about 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, myself and a colleague, we were just on patrol on the motorway um, in Wiltshire. They waited until the suspect's car passed them and sped after it. I think we were about 120, 130 miles an hour. Miles an hour or kilometres? That's miles, miles an hour. They were directly behind the suspect's vehicle. Steve was driving. His partner was on the radio reporting what was happening. Police further down the road set up a stinger. A stinger is a strip with a bunch of spikes that cops lay out to force cars to stop. It shreds your tires when you drive over it, and that worked. The front tires of the fleeing vehicle actually came off the rim. The suspects had to dump the car and continue on foot. Are you a fit guy? Reasonably. All the people in the car got out and started running in different directions. The police officers, including Steve, each chose one to chase after. And then it's a case of just trying to trying to catch them before they get too far. Did you think you were going to catch him? There was a possibility. He had a good head start. The suspect appeared to know the area well and kept ducking into little alleyways. Steve says he only managed to keep up for about 30 seconds. And then after that, you start to run out of, um, run out of breath because uh, your adrenaline's going. And um, I could see that, you know, he was going to get away unless I resorted to trying something different. So what did you do? Um, I decided to try a challenge as if I was a dog handler to see if um, that would prevent him getting away. Um, And I just shouted out to him, police officer, uh, police officer with a dog, stand still or the dog will be released. He kept going for another few seconds. And I was thinking, well... Okay, maybe he's going to get away. But then I thought, well, why don't I pretend to bark like a dog um, to make him a little bit more aware that I might have one. And so I did, and he decided that he would stop. The suspect stopped in his tracks and held his arms out to the side. He didn't even turn around, just stood and waited. Steve caught up to him and handcuffed him with no trouble at all. And you could see he was looking around for where the dog was. And when he realised that there wasn't a dog and it was me, um, he was quite perturbed and a little bit annoyed in himself for giving up because if he kept going, he probably would have got away. Can you demonstrate the bark? 
Not as good as on the night. Steve brought the suspect to the station, gave the paperwork to his colleagues on the day shift, and went home to get some sleep. What did your colleagues say when you told them? Were they impressed? Um, they laughed. Um, they still laugh to this day. Um, I get um, dog poop bags left in my tray at work. Um, sometimes if I'm talking on the radio, someone in the background will bark. There was, there was a time where someone phoned up to report um, a lost dog and someone in our control room thought it would be funny to get me to go to that job. Maybe they th- I think they thought I could probably bark and it would come running to me. <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> Are you a funny guy? I am. I have my moments. Do you ever um, like look at yourself in the mirror... Do you ever look at yourself in the mirror and bark? <laughs> I can't say I ever have, no. No. So you're not trying to really perfect this anymore? No, no. It's just. I guess it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's just there to use, I think, if, um, if it ever came around again. This bonus episode of Criminal is brought to you by Radiotopia. Now is the time to go to radiotopia.fm to help support us and the network. Criminal, as always, is produced by Lauren Spohr, Nadia Wilson, and me. Audio mixed by Rob Byers. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Criminal. Do you want to hear that bark one more time? From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts. Plot 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.